Hello, and welcome back to Milken Political Paradise. Today is Septem Friday, September 3rd, 2021. Today we're going to be talking about how Biden is has been playing the blame game with, on Trump, relating to Trump, former President Trump, when he spoke about uh, during his first address to a nation since Afghanistan withdrawal. Since he chose to with, withdraw all the forces, even after the fact that there were still 100 to 200 Americans still in Afghanistan that have been left behind. So, it says, this article talk, says, Biden pins partial blame on Trump during first address to nation since Afghanistan withdrawal. I'm not going to be summarizing the whole article, but just parts of it, and then I'm going to be talking about... Uh, what it means to us as Americans and as in and what it means to you as an American and as anyone who is listening to this podcast around the world. So it says President Joe Biden addressed the nation Tuesday afternoon for the first time since American troops fully withdrew from Afghanistan and pinned partial blame on former president president former President Donald Trump for some of the chaos of the chaos that unfolded during withdrawal. The previous administration's agreement said that if we stuck to the May 1st deadline that we that they had signed on to leave by the Taliban the Taliban won't attack any American forces, the president said during his Tuesday speech shifting blame to negotiations Trump Trump had with the Taliban before he took office. Before Biden took office. But if we stayed, all bets were off. So we were left with a simple decision either follow through on the commitment made by the last administration and leave Afghanistan, or say we weren't leaving and commit another tens of thousands more troops going back to war. That was the choice, the rare choice between leaving or escalating. So now I'm just going to let you listen to him, the audio of his speech. The Taliban was in the strongest military position since 2001, controlling or contesting nearly half of the country. The previous administration's agreement said that if we stuck to the May 1st deadline that they had signed on to leave by, the Taliban wouldn't attack any American forces. But if we stayed, all bets were off. So we're left with a simple decision. Either follow through on the commitment made by the last administration and leave Afghanistan, or say we weren't leaving and commit another tens of thousands more troops going back to war. That was the choice, the real choice, between leaving or escalating. The Taliban was in the strongest military position. So you can this is from what I, from what I gather from his speech that section of his speech, his address to the nation since he completed since he chose Biden chose to complete fully complete a a withdrawal of troops and support from Afghanistan. You can you can say that he he likes to blame Trump for everything. That is going wrong in this administration, especially immigration and now Afghanistan, because he thinks that just because Trump had signed a deal with Taliban, 
he can blame Trump for that, because for his for his uh for his faulty and very messy Afghanistan withdrawal. And so he's saying because for because because Trump left me a deal with the Taliban in place, I took I had no other option other than to get rid of it or or with some bad conditions in it in part of a, in parts of a deal or I could or I can just get the hell out of, or get the heck out of Afghanistan and save American tr- troops and not have an endless war going on any longer. But to me, it's like, if we would be in it any longer, we need to make sure that the Afghani government is basically being supported and not able to allow the Taliban to get into the, into the, into gain and, and make sure that the Taliban won't, won't, uh, the Taliban won't won't be able to regain any control of Afghanistan again because if they do, then it would be on America's watch with support of America's watch of the Afghanis being ha- having aid and support from the American troops. But now, since he will complete out, the Taliban has control of of all of Afghanistan and. Biden has basically said, hey, this is not our mess anymore. And the reason why we got into it was because of 9-11 and Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. But now we need to, I mean, we need to rethink our strategy because Biden's person gave up on Afghanistan and said, oh, we're just going to leave Americans behind. And it's not cool that we just leave 100 or 200 Americans behind Afghanistan. Those are our people. And we're supposed to even even if they didn't want to leave, shouldn't we at least get them out of Afghanistan? No matter what we can do, because you said you can get all Americans out, Biden. You said that, and you said you won't you won't you weren't going to leave Afghanistan until you had all Americans out. But now you promised you've broken your promise. And that's what I don't get about Biden, is he likes to lie about what he with his foreign policy. Promises and everything, and I mean Trump. You could say you could see with Trump, with former President Trump, that he actually did what he was going to say, and he, and he actually killed the Iranian general. Uh, her, I forget his name, but uh, Iranian general and some other leaders of terrorist of terrorism, and he actually did what Biden would be. I would believe Biden would be afraid to do, even though he says we're not gonna let, we're not gonna, we're not done with you yet to lay into ISIS K, which is it's just like I believe is a miniature or a smaller version of ISIS. Now it's a newer group of ISIS. So he said that Taliban was in the strongest military position since 2001 when he took office. I get that, but why would you, if you're in the strongest military position since 2001 when you took office, then why get, then why withdraw all the troops instead, instead of just, instead of just slowly getting rid of the troops like year after year or something, 
or actually leaving the troops in Afghanistan and try and make it and try to make some progress with troops and change the policy up or something. But instead we just have a president who likes to act like he like he likes to take credit and have a credit for any a war that we we should have stayed in Afghanistan, in my opinion, because if we would have stayed in it, we would have been to support the Afghanis and the Saudi Afghanis and all the other citizens of, of Afghanistan. And we would have been to at least support them so the Taliban wouldn't be able to destroy all the cities. It's, I mean, in my, my mind, do you really think that the Taliban is going to be friendly with, with, with us Americans in Afghanistan? Afghanis. I don't think so because the Taliban is known just like Al-Qaeda and ISIS to be really violent, very violent and known offender of human rights abuses and everything. So the person also, according to this article, added that August 31st was not an arbitrary deadline to withdraw American troops, but instead it was designed to save lives. Save lives, but 13 people, 13 Americans, 13 Americans that were part of U.S. armed forces that were in Afghanistan were killed on your dime, Biden. So I don't get what you're saying with the August 31st deadline was to save, was not to withdraw American troops, but instead was to save lives. So why do we have 13 people, Biden, that are d- dead because of you? So you're Lack of policy thinking and lack of listening to generals and everything. Or at least that's what I like to believe, but you didn't listen to generals and everything. Uh, it says, I take, it, he said, uh, Biden, it says, Biden did say during the speech that he takes responsibility for the decision to leave Afghanistan and the issues that, that resulted from that choice. It says, I take responsibility for a decision, Biden said. Now, some say we should have started mass evacuation sooner, and couldn't this have been done in a more orderly manner? I respectfully disagree. Let's listen to the audio, and then I'll get I'll share my take on it. I take responsibility for the decision. Now, some say we should have started mass evacuation sooner. And couldn't this have been done, have been done in a more orderly manner? I respectfully disagree. Imagine if we've begun evacuations in June or July, bringing in thousands of American troops and evacuating more than 120,000 people in the middle of a civil war. There still would have been a rush to the airport, a breakdown in confidence and control of the government and it still would have been very difficult and dangerous mission. The bottom line is there is no evacuation evacuation from the end of a war that you can run without the kinds of complexities, challenges, and threats we faced. None. I take responsibility for the So just to summarize, he says that he he takes responsibility for the decision that he did, which is great to hear. But at the same time, I don't think he's actually gonna actually gonna hold any of his generals or national security officers or secretary of state or anybody in his administration accountable for this messy 
and quite, I mean, awful withdrawal from Afghanistan that he did. Because to be honest, we have 13 Americans dead and, and 100 to 200 Americans still in Afghanistan because of his lack of, of listening to the generals. And I hope the generals suggested something better than what he actually is suggesting. But he says, now some say we should have started mass evacuation sooner and couldn't this have been done or in a, in, in, or some people suggested that he should have said he, he should have started mass evacuation sooner and that it should have been done in a more early manner. He says, I couldn't, I respectfully disagree. But here's the thing, I, I honestly agree with his statement that some say that because to be honest, he should have started mass evacuations earlier, like back in M March or May. Couldn't he have done that earlier so that he, they could have gone all the Iraq, uh, not Iraqis, but the Afghanis and the Americans and the dual citizens and our translators and all the people that, from Afghanistan that worked with American troops? out of Afghanistan safely before the Taliban would have come. So, to be honest, he could have done a lot more in the time that he knew this from the time he took office to August 31st or whatever deadline he likes to think he had in his mind. But he he likes to just create chaos in my mind because he likes to think that he can get he can take all the credit for getting us out of Afghanistan before the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And so we're, we're not in a war, the 20th, 20th year of a long-ending war in Afghanistan. But, uh, as, I mean, to be honest, he needs to hold somebody accountable, as I've already said, the General's National Security Advisor. I mean, his, his intelligence teams. I mean, so far he has... I mean, I'm not saying that he needs to be held accountable. He needs to be held accountable by impeachment or something. Because if we if we were to impeach him right now, then all we would be doing would be getting a possible, possibly even worse replacement of him would be Kamala, the current vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, and. She's even more, she's not even doing anything right now in this crisis of Afghanistan and all what's going on lately with politics. So don't get me wrong, but she, she could even be worse than him right now. But we need somebody like, I don't know, like one of the other Democrats, maybe Elizabeth Warren or somebody to, I mean, if we, if we were to impeach him right now, impeach Harris too, then we need somebody smart like Elizabeth Warren, or I don't, I mean, or just somebody ever, another smart Democrat, or maybe a Republican that could be better than him. Because right now he's lacking on, on uh, all the stuff that's been going on, like immigration. He hasn't, his administration isn't doing anything to my knowledge that is helping the border crisis. They may be doing humanitarian aid and other stuff, but my mind way my way of thinking, he's really not. He's just lacking the. He's just lying to the American 
the American public with all these statements, you know then. So, uh, I'm just going to read a little bit more of the article and then I'll talk, go into more how about how he needs to own up to his mistakes and everything. As the speech unfolded, the phrase blaming Trump began train, trending on Twitter, with many prominent conservative, conservative forces expressing disapproval of Biden's attempt to shift the focus to Trump. Oh, now he's blaming, blaming Trump, of course. Biden says Taliban was in the strongest position ever when he came into office in January, controlling more than half the country. Fox News contributor Tammy Bruce tweeted, then how is it that he insisted just a few weeks ago that the Taliban, the Taliban were not going to take over the country? So, to be honest, uh, I guess that he's just blaming Trump because maybe Trump did deal with the Taliban and try to make a deal with the Taliban everything. As I was saying about the Taliban and Trump trying to make a deal with the Taliban, to be, for Biden to basically scrap the deal, it's just lack of right, of left-leaning liberal thinking to my mind, my, in my mind, in my mindset. Because Biden likes to, he basically, the only thing Biden kept from the Trump administration set of policies from the Trump administration is the deal that he almost kept the deal that Trump had made with the Taliban and maybe they didn't make it maybe they didn't I don't think to my knowledge they didn't Trump administration didn't sign on to the Taliban but they were trying to make it or maybe they did make it with the Taliban I believe and and but Biden could have kept it and he could have actually, they could have uh, worked with the Taliban to make, agree, and work on some disagreements, and crafted, and drafted some things, some edit, edit, edits to it, to the deal. So, I don't get what Biden's just going with, like, oh, we had two choices. We either had to keep a deal with an arbitrary deadline, or we could have, or we had the main choice. Or we have a choice of going in and basically leaving from Afghanistan with with withdrawing all of our troops. But to me, if you're smart, you would have thought that you could do with Tal you could do with Taliban with conditions, just like you can you did with just like Obama did with 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 his Secretary of State Kerry, John Kerry did with Iran for Iran nuclear deal that was made that was, that was uh, agreed to in 2015 when you were Vice President Joe Biden. So I don't get what he's saying that he can't agree to a deal that he couldn't uh, that he couldn't stick with a deal that Trump had in place and just maybe his administration couldn't have at least edited it or maybe talked to the Taliban and say hey. We we don't like some parts of this deal that former President Trump and his administration did with us, but can we at least change it up a little bit and agree and disagree or agree on some conditions, different conditions that that will allow us to withdraw our troops or something, or at least allow the Afghanis to be able to 
be have a peaceful country or have a government that they can sustain and keep. But instead, Biden likes to think he can just get away with all this messy stuff that he actually had done that he did on his own watch. And now he's basically allowed people like Republicans and probably some a good amount of Democrats, at least some moderate Democrats, to think, okay, what is wrong with our president of the United States, Joe Biden? And maybe we need to maybe maybe we need to hold him accountable for what he's done with with uh, in the matters according with relating to Afghanistan, us pulling out of Afghanistan. So we need to do something. We hold hands, and we probably, I mean, they should, the House Republicans and and others in Congress need to at least do something to hold President Biden and his, like, the generals and the Pentagon and national security team and all the intelligence, intelligence community of U.S. government accountable for what they did with Afghanistan. If we don't hold them accountable, if they don't hold them accountable, who is going to hold them accountable for all the the, the 100 to 200 Americans are still stranded? Not, I mean, you can say stranded all you want, and it's not going. It shouldn't matter. We say stranded. There's they are technically left stranded in Afghanistan because if you're stranded, you're left. And somebody left you that in a place that you were supposed to be, le- you were supposed to leave. So, but and then we have thirteen Americans lost for le- that are dead now because of Biden's policy making and his lack of for- forefront forefront thinking that he should have had. But instead, he can't explain to Americans now why. That thirteen Americans are dead on his watch because of of his l- lack of policy thinking. But he, I mean, you could say all you want, but in my mind, he it's his policy, and he shouldn't be to tr- bl- blame Trump for all the things that happen on his watch during his administration when he's president. Because if if you ask me, he's wanted to get, be president since. Probably like he was a senator when he first became probably a U.S. senator. So hit, being a president for Joe Biden was probably a lifelong dream. I don't, I don't understand it. Don't still don't understand to this day why he wouldn't be president when it's probably one most stressful job in the world to be the leader of a free world from being president of the United States. But to be honest, he's president right now and. He's gone us fist forward into this mess, Afghanistan withdrawal mess, and <clears throat> like I say, we have 13 Americans dead on his watch, and where's the accountability going to be for him and the vice president and all the government, uh, what do you call it, intelligence community, like the CIA, FBI, and all the NSC, National Security Council team. Teams and always all the accountability for generals for national national security team and everybody. So I just don't get what people are. If people are gonna hold him accountable, 
then how are we going to hold him accountable if not for impeachment? Without impeaching him, how are we going to hold him accountable? Because I do not believe he's going to hold himself accountable for his decisions, and he's actually, he, I don't believe he's going to resign or anything. We're just going to have to hold hands on it and, and maybe write letters and write letters to Congress members saying, hey, we, we need something to be done, and we need Biden to fire some officials, but I believe he's, a, he's probably, uh, to, uh, to be honest, he's probably afraid of firing anybody in this administration, because He's afraid to be like Obama and Trump and actually fire administration officials who aren't doing what he what should be done. What should be logically be done in his administration. Which to be honest is that I mean, one example is the is the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alandra Mayorkas. He's honestly he's lying to the American public about the about immigration policies a lot, but away from that, uh, Biden, I mean, some people need, like, all the American citizens that are afraid for what we're going through right now need to write letters to the Congress members, even if, even if you listen to this in Ireland or anywhere else, maybe you can try to help out Americans that are left in Afghanistan or something. Or write letters to U.S. Congress members that you feel you can get out, you can reach to out to. So, but Biden and overall, Biden needs to hold a responsible for what he's done with Afghanistan. And to be honest, I don't think he's going to be held responsible until the 2022 midterms. Come and I believe in 2022 midterms, Republicans will take back the House, and Republicans might have a very tough time in winning back the Senate, but I believe it could be done in the Senate as well. So now it's time for some headlines, the latest political headlines from around the world. Having seat, according to the latest Economist magazine, having seized control of Afghanistan, the Taliban told women to stay, women to stay home at home, supposedly for their own safety. Amer- America and other countries advised their citizens not to go to Kabul airport because of the imminent threat of a terrorist attack. The Taliban warned that there would be consent consequences if American troops remained beyond the evacuation deadline of August 31st. Ashraf Ghani, American's former, Afghanistan's former president, turned up in the United Arab, Arab Emirates. A group of fighters in the Panjshir Valley continued to resist the new regime. regime. And then, the World Bank suspended funding to Afghanistan, in part over concerns that the Taliban would interfere with develop, development projects aimed at women. The IMF has already halted payments to the country. America and other countries froze almost all of Afghanistan's $9 billion in foreign reserves. Experts warned of a looming economic, economic crash. Islamil 
Sabri Yakub were sworn in as Malaysia's, Malaysia's Prime Minister following the resignation of the unpopular Mahadinan Yassin. Mr. Ismail Sabri comes from the same circle of politicians who backed the previous government, which misled, mishandled the pandemic. He was picked by Malaysia's king who wants him to face a vote of confidence in Parliament. The ruling parties of Japan and tai- Taiwan prepared to hold their first ever security talks on August 27th to discuss the military th- threat from China. The talks are, bring tra- are between parties and not governments because Japan and Taiwan do not have diplomatic relations. In an unprecedented move, China's parliament delayed imposing a requirement that Hong Kong uphold an anti-sanctions law. The bill passed in June. Man- the bill passed in June mandates that punishments of firms that comply with sanctions against Chinese companies or officials. Joe Biden not- nominated Nicholas Burns to be his ambassador to China. Mr. Burns was appointed to role in the state park. State Department during the presidency of George W. Bush and as a former American ambassador to NATO. Mr. Biden also nominated Ron Emanuel, a chief of staff under Barack Obama, as ambassador to Japan. America's Supreme Court overruled Mr. Biden's decision to allow asylum seekers at Mexican borders into the United States while their cases are heard. Mr. Biden has suspended an order from Donald Trump that directed the asylum seekers to wait in Mexico. The court said that the order must be reinstated because Mr. Biden's action was probably arbitrary and capricious. Kathy Hochul, as I have already mentioned before, but recent, but Coronavirus uh, Magazine issue, she was sworn in as the governor of New York State, following the resignation of Andrew Cuomo amid claims of sexual harassment. The House of Representatives passed a $3.5 trillion budget with a provision that affords a filibuster when the spending plan is debated in the Senate. Before the vote in the Democratic-led before the vote in the Democratic leadership in the House faced a mini revolt from party moderates who placated with assurances that an, an infrastructure measure that has bipartisan support will come up for a vote before September 27th. Then, in other news at least 20 people died when floods swept the rural. rural areas in West Tennessee. Flooding also killed at least 20 people in Venezuela. The, the, the left-wing government in Bolivia, Bolivia charged Jean Ennis, a former interim president, or genocide. The far-fetched charge refers to the deaths of 20 protesters, some of whom or supporters of the current government during clashes with police in 2019. She has been in jail since April on charges of planning a coup against 
Evo Morales, her pre predecessor as president, has been hospitalized recently for hypertension and trying to harm herself. After calling calling a snap election, Justin Trudeau, Canada's Prime Minister, faced a double whammy of tightening polls and a barrage of criticism over a slow response to evacuating Canadian interpreter, interpreters from Afghanistan. Polls suggest that Mr. Trudeau's Liberal, Liberal Party would narrowly win the election on September 20th. But some are within the margin of error, and the conservatives have criti criticized him for holding the vote while the country faces a fourth wave of COVID 19. Inflation may also hurt his party. And then, in some other news, it, an appeals court in Kenya upheld a decision by the High Court blocking a constitutional. Overhaul supported by President Yuhu Kenyatta. The scheme would have created dozens of new constitutionists and several new posts, such as a prime minister. Many saw it as an effort by Mr. Kenyatta to make it harder for his estranged deputy, Mr. or Mr. William Roto, to secede him next year. Hessen Haybury, who ruled Chad from 1982 to 1990, died after contracting COVID-19. He was serving a life sentence in Senegal for crimes against humanity. Thousands of people were executed, tortured, or jailed under his uh, regime. Tunisia's, Tunisia's President Kais Saeed extended his suspension of parliament for interferences, raising concerns about the future of the Arab, Arab world's only democracy. Last month, Mr. Saeed, Saeed dismissed the prime minister and assumed executive authority actions that his opponents called a coup. But the president, who was elected on promise to clean up corruption, has widespread support. That is all for today for, it, for American Political Paradise. Please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast, and we will see you next time, or I will be, we will, we will see you Visually and audibly, audio, next time, next time. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe wherever you listen to it, and also leave a review whatever, whichever platform or device you listen to, whichever, whichever platform you listen to. Thank you, and have a great day.